Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. It's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. I don't believe that the Robin Hood people are driving the market. I mean, there's tens of millions of people who are <laughs> not on the app that are firing in their orders to places that are selling them, uh, selling the data and getting front run. I'm, I'm, I've never been more uh, a conspiracy theorist. Uh, it's not to say that those folks... Uh, I don't even know how to calibrate what kind of impact they're they're making, if any. Um, so I, I wouldn't buy into that. Um, you know, front running is a, is is the way things work anymore, and everybody from any broker dealer out there is taking advantage of that because what I used to what could what I could have gone to jail for when I started in the business is now kind of regular practice why anybody would want to do that and subject themselves to that is another ball of wax but that's for another conversation so here we are monday market looked like it was going to be it was very very weak overnight and it's uh kind of come roaring back in as much as it's flat as i'm speaking mm. I don't know that the coast is clear. There's lots of uncertainty in the world. And the question is, how do you how do you handle that? Well, if you're an options trader, you're in good hands because you can kind of buy and sell strike prices accordingly and you know make bets on where things are gonna go and also make bets on where they're not gonna go. So you can define your PL, what you're willing to risk and what you're not willing to risk. You can create all kinds of structures from just straight out long and short puts and calls. Uh, I myself am not big on, on being uncovered, um, never have been. But at the same time, I trade commodity futures, so go figure. Um, that's just taste and preferences. You could also, you know, create vertical bull call spreads, vertical bear call spreads, and you can do the same with puts. You could, you know, put trades on, let the market activity unfold, then create uh, multiple option positions, whether they be spreads or condors or butterflies or broken wing strategies, and build in some flexibility, you know, given the world that we live in, where we have slightly higher than normal volatility and um, lots of gyrations, a lot of head headlines moving the markets which can be frustrating, which brings me to the point that I've been trying to make in this, in that if you have a tough day in the market, like maybe Thursday or Friday, and you got shaken out of things, and you had your protective stops hit, you know, just be grateful that your protective stops got hit, because we don't know when the market's trade, if presumably you're long or long only or net long, when the market reverses that it goes against you, and you get, you know, smashed. You don't. You wouldn't know that the the Dow couldn't be off another two thousand points. You don't know that the S and P could be down, hundred and fifty, after you get stopped. You know, today we're sitting back saying, okay, market's largely flat, but in the same breath, we don't know when our stops get hit. What's going to happen afterwards? And the best thing you can do at any given time is protect your capital. That is really what professionals focus on is, is protecting their capital 
so that they can be in it for the long run. It's a marathon, not necessarily a sprint. They don't sit there and say, I need to double my money, right? You have to always look at risk-adjusted returns. You can gear your portfolio for fantastic rates of return, but at what cost, right? So think in terms of risk-adjusted returns, right? Two, if you've had a smacking and you feel angry, well, that's part of the mourning process, right? We have the different stages of grief that you can go through. When I did that, I came to understand that the majority of the reasons why I lost money were, weren't because of a force majeure or an act of God. It was because of me. And the more and the sooner I took responsibility for my own actions or my lack of actions, which led to outsized losses, you know, I became better for it. And it's tough to do because it's easy to blame the market. It's easy to blame the president. It's easy to blame COVID-19. It's easy to blame other people, but that doesn't get you anywhere. Two, I will share with you this. On a personal note, the minute that I get let go of judgment of people, of things, or, and everything, my professional and personal lives exploded. And I don't know exactly when that happened, but I also know one thing that I did do deliberately to kind of keep a clean mental health uh, bill of mental health for myself was when I cut the cord back in 2005. I just kept figuring like all these folks are on TV yakking about one another saying, you think this way, so you're an idiot. You will, well, you think that way, so you're an idiot. Or I think this way, therefore I'm better than you. And lots of careless use of language uh, on TV. And a lot of it happened when the networks and the, comp the cable companies didn't have to be balanced. There used to be a rule with broadcasting where a news organization had to, had to present both sides to it. Well, that's obviously not the case right now because now we have their side and your side, right? And you can look at the political differences of the networks. Well, that wasn't the case when I grew up. But then once they all became partisan, it became very difficult to see shit from Shinola. It was all shit. It still is. Um, I wouldn't pay for basic cable right now if you were willing to pay it for me. I don't want that energy in my place. All right? So much so that I don't even have the hardware accordingly for that to be here. I just can't take it. I can't take agendas. I can't take manipulation. So I have a very peaceful life. I don't get to have to get all dolled up about who, who's on what network and who's saying what to who and who's calling out. The news is never going to be good. The news is always bad. And you know why? Well, because anger, and this comes from a guy named Neil Patel, who's a, one of the, uh, I can't prove it, but I believe it, that he, he, he's a guy who knows about SEO and that kind of stuff. I think he did a study a while back and he showed um, how... Of all the emotions that are shared through social media, the number one emotion that's shared through social media about stories and otherwise is anger. If I adopt a puppy, that might be working for Facebook or what have you, but it's not going to go viral, right? If I help a family office provide for the next 200 years and they name their next child after me, um, that's never going to make the headlines, right? Local news is going to be like a family of four died today when their minivan went off the cliffs on the PCH and they died and the baby went through the windshield. And here's the picture. This might be sensitive for some people. That's what leads the night, right? And if you're looking at any of the the, the national or international news, it's going to largely be something about 
you know, the, the, the crown jewels of the commodity space, gold, crude oil, the yen, the S&P, dollar, euro, right? Or it's going to be it's something about the House and the Senate or the White House. And it's not really meant to help you out <laughs> as a trader. It's supposed to make you aggravated so that you go to social media and share things and can help drive eyeballs and viewership to the network or to the various websites. That's how they make their money. Now, I can't go to certain websites because I use ad blockers. I just refuse to see all the bullshit that they put on their page. It's just the way that it works. None of it really is relevant for me. And again, I can't stand politics, so I don't want to see any of that being solicited to me. That's just my taste and preference. I have to make that trade-off, uh, which I'm willing to do. Um, you, it's interesting now that the newsrooms are in up in turmoil right now. You know, there's a lot of upheaval around the world. I think what helps keep keeps your head on straight, though, is if you don't get into all of that. If you have strong opinions about the House or the Senate or the White House, I'm not quite sure how that helps you in your trading. Maybe you know that. I don't. I don't. But I find that when people get all worked up over stuff, it takes away a lot of mental energy and it's a distraction. It's not to say that the issues around the world aren't important. They are. But the minute you start going down that kind of a path, how are you focusing on managing risk? And how can you turn that into, you know, P&L? And, you know, Peter Borish and I would talk about having that park bench day where the market does some stuff. It's unexpected. It catches you by surprise. You end up losing more money on a position or net net on your portfolio than you had anticipated or that you wanted and now you're in that stage of anger, disbelief. I can't believe that happened. Why did that happen? It's because of so-and-so. No, it happened because you're in the market. That's it. You get to choose that you want to participate or not. You get to choose. Nothing happens to you. You get to choose. And then you invite the reward. You absolutely invite the risk, right? Position sizing. Timing. You can have good trades, bad trades. You can have good luck, bad luck. You can have good timing. You can have bad timing. That's all part of it. But what you know is that if you run a systematized set of rules that have positive expected value over the long haul, you are going to make money. The key is you got to keep your head on straight. And that means if you had a tough week, like many people did, take some time off. Take a few days to regroup and really get clear about what it is that you're trying to do. And state it in the positive and state it in the present tense. Don't say, I don't want any 10% drawdowns. Turn it around and say it in the positive. If you need help with that, you could reach out to me. I'm available. Contact me through the website. If you're on the email list, you can reply to the email. Or that's it. Um, I had to go through a lot of these these uh, situations to thicken my own skin and to kind of draw healthy boundaries around my own behavior when I didn't really know if I could create the alpha. And I delineated a lot of those <laughs> funny things. They weren't so funny at the time in my book, The Inner Voice of Trading, for which you can get an audiobook version of it for free at martinchronicle.com. There are no trading tips in it per se. Right? If that's what you're looking for, you're at the wrong place. I'm not here to take someone from zero to 60 miles per hour. A, this is a bigger game than that. So check it out. It's for free. You got it. And uh, if there's anything I do to help you, reach out. I'll point you in the right direction, if nothing else. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode.